All right, guys, um, welcome to the Faith Culture Podcast. Uh, my name is Shino from Lagos, Nigeria, and I have with me um, two amazing guests on the show today. I have um, Akim Busola. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Yeah, and I also have uh, the amazing Ruby. Thank you for joining us today again. Thank you for having me, Shina. Thank yeah. you. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Okay, so today we want to talk about modesty, uh, what modesty means for today's Christian. Uh, I mean, what, what, what uh, how can we really um, say we're uh, being modest today? Is modesty still the same thing that we were taught while growing up? You know, and a whole lot of that. That's what we're talking about, basically, today. Uh, if you know, I don't know about you, growing up, uh, you know, in a Christian home, uh, you know, we're taught to be modest, right? <laughs> to be contented, to be, you know, to have um, hope in God, you know, and all stuff like that. But, you know, if you if you, if you look at today's world, we're living in a fast-paced world, right? And uh, if you are not, um, in quotes, soji, if you are not woke, if you are not, uh, you know, if you are not, you know, selling yourself and all of that, you know, but really, where do we draw the line, you know, between, you know, what the Bible really calls modest and, or what the Bible calls modesty and uh, what the world today is really about, right? How do we still get all that God has in store for us, even though we know we're interacting with uh, yeah, people, you know, people from different kinds of, or different walks of life. How do we still, you know, keep, uh, you know, that modesty thing going and still, you know, be on top of our game, still get what God really has in store for us. Hence the reason for the conversation today. And I want to thank you guys for agreeing to do this with me. All right. So let's um, shoot into the conversation proper. Um, Ruby, what would you say is modesty? Um, I would say that modesty is, um, if I have to define it apart from the word of God, obviously it's an English word, right? I'll just say it's the ability to do things in moderation, in in moderation with a consciousness of your neighbor, your brother and your sister. Mm. Um, so that's what I would say. I would just say that when I when I just think of the word modesty, the first thing that comes to my head is moderation and love. And love comes to my, my head because I think that somehow modesty is kind of ingrained in our love work you know, as believers. So, yeah, that's what comes to mind. Wow. I mean, I, I love those. Um, I mean, I, I took out two words from what you said, moderation and love. Um, Akin, um, do you um, agree with her or do you have a different um, opinion on what modesty is? Okay. Um, I think I, I totally agree with that. You cannot talk about um, um, modesty without talking about moderation, all right? Because of course, like she said, it's an English word. So modesty and moderation goes on and on. It's it's relatively moderation. All right. And you can moderation again without talking about love. Because in moderation, you are sometimes you're preferring others above yourself, not necessarily making yourself um, not necessarily suffering yourself. All right, but you're preferring mm-hmm. others, you know, and you're being kind. So Modesty for me is a lifestyle, of course. And we know that love too is a lifestyle. Do you understand? So you can't separate modesty from moderation from love. So I would define moderation as um, being relatively mo- being relatively moderate. Yeah, still st- st- moderation. Wow. Oh, cool. I mean, <laughs> I love how you guys are in alignment with... Uh, 
you know, with the definition for modesty. Uh, but, you know, would you agree with me that, uh, you know, when we, you know, um, live by these qualities of love, of, uh, you know, exercising moderation in, in all things, you know, sort of sidelined into this work? Ruby, do you agree with me? Um, could you repeat the last one? We kind of sidelined what? Yes, um, I mean, this, you know, living I didn't get that. these qualities, like, uh, you know, love uh, and, uh, you know, especially, um, you know, applying moderation to the things you do you know, sort of sidelined you as a Christian in the world we live today. Do you agree with me? Um, I, I wouldn't say sidelined, side because um, sidelined would be like an intentional exclusion. I think I've sidelined myself. I think every Christian has sidelined themselves, and it's come with the standard that we've been given, right, which is mm -hmm. Christ. And that's grace we carry within us. We constantly have us, stand out right and sometimes standing out means that we're standing out for the reasons that the world will try to be distanced from and yeah. a topic like this modesty moderation decency is definitely one that in the world today um you would find um that yeah the world would rather stay away from it or define it as relative um so yeah definitely i think there is a sidelining, but it's not the world sidelining us. I think we sideline ourselves because of the standard that we've been called to. Awesome, awesome stuff. You know, uh, I mean, I know a lot of folks would, would probably, uh, you know, whenever they hear the word modesty, mm -hmm. the first thing that comes to their mind is, um, you know, dressing. And and um, that also sort of makes us to, you know, always look at ladies whenever we talk about modesty. Typical. Well, <laughs> 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 Well, it's very funny because, um, I mean, going by the definition of modesty, you would mm -hmm. understand that it's not just dressing. It's beyond, yeah. you know, what you put on. And, and, and it's not gender specific as well. And it's not gender specific, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, but um, Aki, um, can you tell us, I mean, can you shed more light on that? I mean, on the fact that, you know, being modest is not all about, um, you know, dressing and it's not um, something that is peculiar to ladies. I won't really use the word sideline, just like Ruby said, but I wish the word consecration. Consecration in the sense that, you know, we are separated from the world, all right? And I mentioned something earlier that modesty, just like Ruby mentioned, modesty is not a lady or guy's um, thing. Do you understand? Modesty for me is lifestyle, all right? Modesty is lifestyle. You, you, you can be moderate. You know, we've mentioned that modesty and moderation goes on in hand in hand. And you can be moderate. You should be moderate in your dressing, in your, in your speech, in your, in your love for money, in, your, in the way you do things generally. So you cannot separate moderation from the faith culture. You cannot separate moderation from our lifestyle because it is embedded in our lifestyle. You understand? So I'll say moderation is is our lifestyle. It's not a, it's not peculiar to dressing. Though sometimes it could be peculiar to culture and all of those things, but it is not peculiar to gender. It is not peculiar to to um, dressing. It's a lifestyle. It's a way of life. You can see somebody who is moderate in dressing, but is not is not um, modest in eating. So ahead, you can see somebody who is who is moderate in eating, but is not moderate in the love he or she has for money, you know, lost and all of those things. So everything has to be um, together. So it's lifestyle for me. It's not just about gender and it's not about uh, what you wear or what you 
Wow, interesting. Yeah, um, Ruby, do you have anything to chip in on that? Um, yeah, like I think you said everything really. I think that when we talk about modesty, it really, it really transcends dressing. It literally slips into every part of our life. And like you said, it is definitely not gender specific. I think um, when he brought in the word consecration, that automatically removed every barrier, every dichotomy, whether male, female, young, old, completely removes every dichotomy because consecration is for anyone who names the name of the Lord because the Lord calls us righteous and holy. And so if we are going to, you know, be people that are consecrated, it means that we will embrace a modesty and which, like we said, is, um, you know, really tied into moderation. So yeah, I totally agree with what he said. Okay, uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm tempted to say that uh, that we are being theological. It's our approach. Well, I would like us to be practical. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but really, I mean, you brought yeah. pastor. <laughs> no, 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 no. You brought don't, pastor. Don't go that route. Don't go that route. Yeah, but but, but really, uh, I mean, I, I can't agree with you. I mean, it's all it's okay to establish the foundation for modesty. Uh, I mean, we can't take that away because, I mean, Christ is the source from which we draw all things. And mm-hmm. uh, now I just want us to be, you know, I want us to take it practical. And I like the way um, Akin already established it, that it even goes, I mean, it's beyond, um, you know, how you dress, right? You can mm-hmm. be modest in, in dressing or you can uh, apply moderation to your dressing. But then when it comes to eating, you know, <laughs> you, you say bye-bye to but, but really, if, we, if let's sort of um, break this down for someone who is listening and, and he or she is asking, okay, how can I really know that I'm modest, you know, whether it is in dressing or it is the, or it is in the way I spend money or it is in the way I eat or is in, you know, I mean, in the different areas of life, right? How do I really know I am applying moderation to all things? Even, you know, the scripture tells us, let your moderation be known to all men, but I mean, where do we really get? To, I mean, at what point is moderation something that is is, is there a standard um, measurement for moderation for all persons? Or can we say, okay, what is um, moderation to Ruby is not moderation to Hacking? I mean, stuff like that. So, how do we really balance this? Ruby, um, you want to go first? Yeah. yeah, I think that's a very interesting question. And um, I don't think there's like one answer because the way you've even presented it, especially you, you don't want us to get too theological and I don't want to. Um, but the only balance I think in the life of the believer is the spirit of God in that believer, right? The Bible says that the spirit of God bears witness that we are children of God. That same spirit bears witness to every other thing in our life. Bears witness to every other thing in our life, including modesty. And so you are, you know, a woman, you're about to maybe go out to eat and you feel the spirit of God really nudging you or telling you you've had so much chicken this week maybe go for a salad or go for a burger something with less calories you know and you know you just you just it's just a weakness in yours because that's, that's that's what the Holy Spirit does he ministers to our spirit it's not every time he comes as the wind or the earthquake it's just a still small voice within us in our day-to-day life right so you know that that's still small voice will constantly minister to you when you are stepping out of you know I don't want to say bounds, but when you are stepping out of being mo- modest and you are going into being elaborate, you know, as, as it's a word that the Bible will say, you know, elaborate or you're going into your flesh, right? Mm. 
the, the spirit, the, the Holy Spirit will constantly constrain us to the standard of Christ. And my fear with, with, with this topic often is people being given do's and don'ts. That's what I don't want. I don't want anyone to live here thinking I should always wear a long sleeved dress or I should not eat anything with chicken or not eat anything with beef. When it comes to moderation and modesty, I do believe that there's a standard which is Christ, but that standard that is Christ must be a weakness in you, which is the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit will always tell you when you are going overboard, right? You And, and that's why at the end of this conversation, the roots of this is having a relationship with that Holy Spirit. Because if you don't have a relationship with him, how is he even going to minister to you that maybe this thing you're doing is, you know, overboard, this thing you're eating is not right. And the way you're speaking, you know, you're speaking so rashly, you know, and just a quick example that happened even this week. I was speaking to a friend and we, we, we normally crack jokes a lot and just, you know, have fun and all, but I noticed that I started getting offended so, so easily and so quickly, right? And I think that the normal fleshy human being will, will make the other person the, the villain. You say that you're the one that said something that offended me, you know, mm-hmm. but after I took a while that night, I was reflecting and I literally had the spirit saying, you're getting offended too often it's not normal it's not normal for me to get this offended and that helped me to just trace my way back to why was i getting offended this i was i was misaligned right and i needed to realign myself back and this is what i mean by the holy spirit being there per time to tell you at what point you are stepping out of modesty or you are leaving moderation and you are going into you know being led by your flesh you know so there's no one way i'm not the standard um Akin is not the standard. Sheena isn't the standard. The Holy yes. Spirit in you, Jesus is our standard, and the Holy Spirit in you will constantly ensure that you are living by that standard, right? So I, I hope that, that that sheds some light. Absolutely, it does. And, and I love what you said about not making, um, you know, individuals our standard. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's important to make Christ the standard for us. And, and then... Uh, you know, you're talking about the Holy Spirit. I mean, I'm moved to say that the Holy Spirit is our standard measurement. <laughs> you really? know, it's so, you're right. <laughs> when yeah. it comes to modesty. And I mean, interestingly, um, it's important to say that, um, you know, if we are listening to this conversation, uh, I mean, uh, just as Ruby pointed out, it's the foundation for, for you know, for how you live your life is, first mm-hmm. of all, you know, coming to a relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Right, so if you don't have a relationship with God, I mean, you might likely, you know, struggle with a whole lot of, a, a whole lot of things, you know, you can yeah. live your life. Right, but if that relationship with God is there, then you have the Holy Spirit within you. Yeah, you know, it, it, you know, it makes all things easy for you. Right, he's that guide. Yeah, exactly. he's that guide. Exactly. And just to add to what you said, just a quick verse. It says that Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So in your feet and in your path. So at every step, the word is that lamp and the light, your, your feet has that light. And I think that the, that, that scripture makes reference to your feet because, you know, when you move, your feet won't move step by step. That is yeah. how the word of God guides us per time at every step of the way. And that yeah. is why we cannot be modest in one area and not in another because the Holy Spirit is, is in us every moment and he must be allowed to find expression in every moment so yeah i just wanted to add that yeah ruby thank you so much for for what you what you said and uh, yeah so we've really established some basic facts here and that is and that's um you know includes the fact that you know you need to be in a relationship with god right to mm-hmm. really understand 
and how to live life. And then mm -hmm. when it comes to the subject of modesty, the Holy Spirit is there to guide us. We shouldn't um, live our life based on, you know, some persons, right? We shouldn't follow, I mean, we shouldn't, yeah, we shouldn't say, oh, okay, uh, I mean, this person is my example when it comes to modesty. It should be, you know, it should be Christ. And, you know, initially we established, um, you know, love as a concept, right? And mm -hmm. also talk about moderation. And these are important things that I, I believe can guide us as Christians today. You yeah. Know? it comes to the subject of modesty right uh and uh Akin, you know uh, pastor Akin, you know talked about you know how, how we need to uh, how we need to live a consecrated life i mean you can look at uh modesty from that angle right the reason why you can't do anything you could use why you can't do things the way other people would do them is because you know your own life is a consecrated one right that is why you can't act like every other mm -hmm. person you can talk like every other person you can yeah. dress like every other person because what guides them or what nudges them you know is going from what's um, you know drives what's sort of, right? mm. uh, and then I, I just wanted to um, also put up a balance here I can okay uh, you know um, just as Ruby mentioned it's important we uh, we allow the Holy Spirit to guide us but because we are in the world of social media so we we'll see a whole lot of stuff you know mm. it's possible to be tempted you know to want to allow um you know social media trends to sort of be our motivation uh how, how would you advise christians you know to you know to balance what they watch online and all of that to align the holy spirit to you know guide them and all that okay um i think um ruby has given us the theological background of all of this that we are talking about right uh, okay so um one thing that we first of all establish is the fact that we are all product of influence, all right? Sometimes we may not want to agree, but it's, it's true. We are all product of influence. What you eat, how you dress, how you view life, your perspective to money, your perspective to businesses, and everything you do generally, even the church you, go, you, you attend, they are, all, they are all product of influence in a sense that someone or a community influence your decision towards that particular course do you get so even the course we studied in school if it is not by our parents who one way or the other it will be jammed or something <laughs> all right so we are all product of influence so and we must now begin to prioritize what influence us all right what do we allow to um, be our standard. Just like Ruby has rightly mentioned, no man is a standard. The standard is the word of God. You know, the scripture is the foundation. We must understand that the word of God is our boundary. And it's just like, I say this um, oftentimes, that the word of God is like a fence. Mm -hmm. Right? It's like a fence to whatever you are about stepping, um, you know, out. You must have something that will guide you and put you back in the kingdom. And that is why I have a little bit issue with people who tend to pray more, but don't balance it with the study of God's word, right? Because even the scripture made us understand that there are many spirits out there. You understand? Yeah. So when you are being carried away by the spookiness of spiritism and stuff like that, the word of God is there to guide you. And that is why even <laughs> prophecy, whatever prophecy should be established in the word of God. Yeah. All right? So same way, the number one influence the believer must allow in his life is the word of God. If the word of God is not going to influence you, I don't know what is going to influence you again. So yeah. if you, if um, you, and I say this oftentimes, we have 
um, examples, positive, positive examples, both in the kingdom um, and in the word of God. So, and that's why I find it funny that some Christians or some believers, the people they kind of uh, look up to, the people they make as their mentor, the people they make as their role model, you, you find them funny. How can a Christian be influenced by people like Nayamali? It's, it's you know, it, it, it shows um, the value system yeah. or the, the value system of such believer, you know. So, mm-hmm. and this is the world of um, social media where information, when the world of information, where information pops up every on our face, right? So now, that is to tell you that we must constantly to force with the word of God, we must we must mm-hmm. make it our priority every single day because yeah. the moment you take a break from it, you will always see other things influencing you. And I say this to some of my um, guys oftentimes that you know you see a lot of um, negativity about marriages on social media than positivity, mm-hmm. right? Not because and if you are the type that oh you follow all the trend, you continue to follow all the trend because. You, you will find the way they kind of register your subconscious mind. Yeah. And they form a base of mind protein, even without you know. And so, and that is why we must keep the word of God in our mouth and in our heart every single day as believer, every single minute as believer, meditating on it because we must allow it shape our value system. We must allow it um influence us the way it the way we are to be influenced, not yeah. um not not what the word is tending to. And you know, um, just like I was mentioning about being influenced, even in the Bible days, you see that some people saw examples of some older believers. And in the book of Hebrew, the Bible was telling us that um, the Jewish people, that they should look at the examples of the Israelites, their forefathers. Yeah. And, and that was why Paul quoted the scripture. Paul said, um, he said, take it, lest you fall. All right, in Corinthians, he was not saying take it lest you fall into sin. If you read the context of the scripture, he was saying take it lest you fall into temptations. He mentioned the temptations that their fathers fell into. So you take it. The process of you taking it, taking it, is you are guiding what comes into you. You are guiding it through what you follow, through the people you follow on social media, through the people you listen to, through the kind of um, things you allow around you. Do you understand? Yeah. So you must allow yeah. is what you want as um, what you want to give out that you must allow to come into you in, form, yeah. in, in terms of information. So if the information you are receiving is in every day from social media, if they are not from biblical examples, people who you know they are in the faith and they are growing, then you are you are creating a problem for yourself and at the long run whether you like it or not you are definitely going to be influenced by such um you know such um such people do you understand you see a lot of christians not um getting afraid to go to parties with slits that guys cannot look at twice you know some even come to church with such kind of you know dressing and all of those even guys and things like that so we must allow the right people in the kingdom with kingdom mindset to influence us. Then ultimately, the word of God is our foundation that should be our number one source of influence. Yeah. Thank you so much, um, Akin. And I love how you also introduced um, 
you know, the word of God as a guide. That is, even whenever you want to be confused or whenever you're not sure what your spirit is telling you, you can definitely, you know, reverse to the word of God, you know, to sort of guide you, um, point you in the right direction. I mean, thanks a lot for um, establishing that again, um, you know, um, in this conversation. So Ruby, uh, you know, I, I have um, two more questions and then we call this a wrap. Uh, one of the questions is this. Many people will tell you that we are in a dispensation of grace and we're not in the, we're not in the dispensation of the law, you know. So uh, what does it matter, you know, how I appear, uh, especially how I appear, what does it matter, you know, how I, I mean, how I live my life. Grace has covered all things, right? Mm-hmm. I wanted to speak to that briefly, but the reason I'm asking that question is to, you know, establish, um, you know, to also establish the reasons why modesty is important, right? Uh, you know, so two things or two questions tied in one, you know, mm-hmm. people say we're in dispensation of grace and grace mm-hmm. has covered all things. And then, you know, some persons are asking, really, why is modesty an important conversation? Why should I be modest? Why do I need to be modest, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you so much for this question, Tina. And um, yeah, I think one of the big things that baffles me the most with this generation is our abuse of the scriptures of grace, right? Um, I think the scriptures that we quote to actually even um, shield ourselves from things that we should be addressing in our lives are the same scriptures that, that should actually even caution and edify us on why we should do those things that we are trying not to do, right? And um Grace, grace, grace came did not. Did, sorry, grace did not come to give, you know, the believer license to do whatever. Right? It came to empower the believer to leave the standard, which is Christ, which yeah. is the Word of yeah. God. Right? Yeah. And if we study grace in Scripture, if we study it in context, we will see that that is what it was. That 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 is why grace came. That is why Jesus Christ came because we died. Right? We died when Jesus Christ died, and it is now that life of Christ living in us. Grace enables that Christ life in us. Grace powers it. Grace energizes it. And so if we are using grace to energize self, that's an abuse of grace. That, 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 is, that is a shame to what Christ has done on the cross for us. If we are using grace to promote self, grace is there because Jesus Christ came, died, he resurrected. And as a result of his resurrection, he's living through us which means that it's not us that live anymore, but Christ lives in us. And so this yeah. should influence us to now understand that since it's now Christ living in me, since I'm now alive only by the grace of God, how yeah. would Christ expect me to live? If in modesty, then I must, I must go back to the scriptures to find out how did Christ live? How, mod, how, how was Christ modest in his speech? How was he modest in his approach to matters, to eating, to dressing, what what does because the scripture is, is so full, it literally has every single thing that we could talk about. And so I believe that when we truly study the word of God with an intent to understand God's standpoint on certain things, we will now begin to see that that grace was given to empower the God life in us what they call Zoe. It was given to empower Christ living in us. And that is what grace does. It does not give you license to sin. It does not mean that when you sin, it's God's grace there. It means that when I have the opportunity to sin, grace tells me that, oh, this is not your nature. 
this is you, you are not living your self-life anymore. It is now Christ in you. And as a result of that, you choose to go in the way of righteousness and holiness. Mm-hmm. So that's with regards to grace. Now, why is modesty important? The scripture that comes to mind, I think 1 Corinthians 8, I think 13, it says, it's just even a scripture that talks about meat. It says that if your brother, if you're, if you're eating meat causes your brother to, to, to sin, then I will not eat meat. One of the things that I know that this faith life does in us, this faith culture we talk about, it is anything that it kills in us, it is selfishness. It completely kills self. That's why the Bible says, deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me. Until we have so died to self, there's no way that we can carry up that cross, that, that, that person of Jesus in us. It is in our dying that we are able to become, you know, be conformed to that image of Christ. So in why we should be modest, we should be modest because that is what Christ expects for of us. If we are going to be selfless, if we are yeah. going to put others before ourselves, it means that we are constantly thinking of the other person before us. Why can I not just show up now and just wear maybe come even just with my underwear? Why do I have to dress up and wear a jacket and all of that? Because I respect you. Because I know that there are some people who are going to watch this that are not mature enough to see me dressed like that and be unmoved. And just because of that one person, because it could just be one person, but my soul wants me to think about that one person. Christ in me expects me to think about that one person. And if it's just because of that person, then Christ says, no, if I want to go somewhere and I want to say something and I'm hearing the spirit of God nudging me saying, no, now is not the place to say, maybe there's someone there that is going to be negatively affected by that thing you are going to say. And like I said, because of the selfless life that God is constantly building in us, he would hold us back in modesty. He would hold us back in moderation. The world that we live in now is a world of extremes. We're either at this yeah. extreme or we are at that extreme. The Holy Spirit brings balance to the life of the believer. If we will truly walk this God life, this faith culture well, then we must walk in balance with Christ because it's, um, in balance is even it's like an abomination to God because you're trying to say that the spirit of God is not able to balance us, but that's false. We saw the spirit of God at work in the person of Christ while he was on earth. He lived a balanced life and so can we. And so we need to be modest in response to what we have already received, which is the Christ life. We need to be modest because Christ is inspiring selflessness in us. He's working out selflessness in us. And if he's doing that, that must be evident in our modesty, in our moderation, in the way that we do every single thing, the way we live our lives. And, you know, I want to speak particularly to the girls, particularly on dressing, because even just this week, I was talking to someone about it. If you're someone who is still thinking, you know, why why, why can't the other person, why, why are they not talking to the men? Why are they not talking to this person? Why are they always talking about women and all of that? I totally understand you, right? But I need you to understand that if there's anything that God's word does in us, it brings us to look within, never without. The world is constantly yeah. going to have an opinion. The God is constantly going to say this and that. The scripture would always tell you, you first, you first, you first. So God's word works inside out. It does not start with our environment. It starts right on the inside of us, right on our hearts. And I have seen that when God's word collides with a willing soul, a soul that is desirous, selflessness is what is birth. And in that selflessness, automatically there is modesty and moderation. Why? Because it's beyond you. Okay. It's beyond you. There are people out there who are really, they, are, they, are, they have not seen God yet. They are yet to see God. And if it is through you that they will see God, then you must present God well. We must, pre- yeah. we must present the God that we know, you know, so that people can truly see him. If we misrepresent him, remember that it, it, shame doesn't just go to you. It goes to him. And God forbid that it will be on our account, that Christ will be, be, be shamed. 
So I just pray that God will really help us to see the importance of grace in this entire faith journey and particularly modesty and also understanding that selflessness is one of the fruits that is produced in a life that is totally sold out to God and the gospel. So yeah, that's what I would say with regards to that, Sheena. Wow, thank you so much, um, Ruby. Right? I mean, the passage we were trying to quote earlier, that is in First Corinthians chapter 8, verse 13. It says, yes. Therefore, if you eat causes my brother or sister to fall into sin, I will never eat meat again, so that I will not cause them to fall. Yeah. I mean, this, I mean, really, it just sort of um, echoes love, right? That mm-hmm. the way we live life, you know, should be love, um, you know, should be love led. Exactly, love centered. Uh, thanks a lot, Ruben. I love how you, you know, you brought um, the concept of grace in. I mm-hmm. mean, grace is not to uh, energize the flesh, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's to energize the life of the spirit. God's life, yeah. That's very profound, very profound. Thank you so much. Um, earlier you. on, we lost them. I think, I guess, you know, uh, the past situation in Nigeria is real, right? I well, I think if you, <laughs> if you could just chip okay. in, I mean, just your audio is fine. You could just chip in. Uh, one or two things, um, or you know, as we bring this to a wrap, uh, what will be your final words on the subject of uh, modesty for Christians? All right, um, really, really sorry. It was not even like um, it was my network. I know so just went over. I had to step outside into the car now to I think. Um, I'm I'm really really sorry. Yeah. No, it's okay. fine. Need to I thought a little bit of what was mentioning, and um, I'll just trap of this they are just like corinthians um, was this 16 or corinthians 6 now i can't place my uh, hand on it properly i uh, was talking about whatever we do must glorify god all right mm-hmm. our body must, because our body is the temple of the holy spirit right so whatever we do must glorify god so the number one thing is that what i'm doing and again um what is the effect of what i'm going to do on my brother what is the effect of what i'm going to do on my neighbor what it, and in in advancing um the faith all right because truly like we said probably there is no time you know so we can't talk about modesty um outside culture what is being uh, modest in in the u.s may not be what is modest in europe may not be what is modest in africa but we have set a standard that transcend um continent and culture, which the word of God, right? So w- wherever you are, wherever you might think your culture is, the word of God is your standard and which the word of God teaches moderation. In Timothy, the word of God was telling us that it was specifically addressing women that they should not adorn themselves with gold and all of those things. Now, that scripture was not telling women not to wear gold or not to wear fine, beautiful clothes, but was actually teaching modesty and that anything that is going to unnecessarily attract on give you undue attraction unnecessary attraction you should try as much as possible to do away with them do you understand and like ruby said the effect if i'm going to eat rice and it's going to affect my brother you know in in the faith if it's going to make him fall why should i continue to eat rice because modesty as we are talking about is um preferring another person preferring our neighbor you know preferring Okay, you, you look beyond yourself. You die to self. Yeah, yeah. Love. You not talk about love. You know when you are selfish. You understand. Mm-hmm. You, you need to look at your neighbor. The impact on your 
culture, on your on your society, in your environment, in your streets? Are you being modest enough? Okay, the money you have, are you, you know, how do you even, you know, how do you portray wealth? Do you understand to people around you? How do you handle money? How do you handle food? You know, to people around you, your dressing, your, you know, your clothing. I know some people have taken it to the extreme of, you know, some particular kind of dressing, you know. Modesty also have to do with uh, your intentions. Yeah. Huh. Intentions matter. Whatever you do in this in this earth, in the kingdom, let me explain mm. your intention matters. Yeah. All right. Intention matters. So if your intention is not pure. If and you know God judges our intention. If your intention is not pure, then the foundation of whatever you are building is faulty already. You get it's faulty already. So we must ensure that in this kingdom we live um with the standard, which is the word of God. Let me just wrap up with that. Don't let me yeah. and overbeat that. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you, Akin. Um, so Ruby, over to you. What will be your final words on, on this subject? My final words on the subject of modesty is let's allow the spirit of God find expression in us. If we would give ourselves to the study of the word, the spirit of, the, of God in us will be active. And his activeness or his activity would mean that every step of the way we are led and we know when we are overstepping and when we are not stepping up enough because you would find that sometimes modesty is not even always overdoing it. Sometimes it's underdoing it, okay? So we must just be conscious of the spirit of God within us to lead us per time, per time. And if we walk with the spirit of God, that, 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 that's all we need. We have all the assurance that we are walking in the will of God because we are walking a step with the spirit. So that's all I have to say on that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. <laughs> Amazing. Awesome stuff, Ruby. I mean, it's also important to state here that modesty is not all about overdoing things. Sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, it's you can be on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that is, that is just so uh, spectacular. You can't overwork in the spirit now. You can't overwork in the spirit. Mm. Yeah. 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 So everything Ruby has mentioned, you know, about uh, being led by the Spirit, you know, Romans was telling us, you know, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God, right? So yep. the confirmation that we are the sons of God is the leading of the Holy Spirit, right? Yep. Yeah. And you can't be overled. <laughs> yep. You can't be overled except you are not even being led enough. At all, you yes. You can't overwork in the Spirit except you are not doing it enough. Just like you can over pray and you can overdo. So again, you can't be overmoded. But the world may try to portray on you that you are being or you are overdoing it, just like the tar- target spirit, cocoa, and stuff like that. But the, the reality, you cannot overdo it. You can't. Wow, thank you so much. Um, I can really um for every Christian listening to this, uh, forget the name calling, forget the name tags. You know, just appreciate the fact that you are allowing the Holy Spirit to lead you. Even when men say, or they call you names, Holy Spirit, Coco, and all of that. I mean, it should be to your delight that you are being yeah. called that. Mm-hmm. And be happy that you are actually representing Christ. You know, you know, you do. And really, Ruby, I just want to also appreciate you for talking about um, how it is important to listen to the Holy Spirit. Because sometimes, as you said, it could just it could it could just be that you are in the gathering of people and yeah. you know you are talking, you know, you're making a joke and you just get the nudge within you that or oh, you are overstepping your boundary or you yeah. are probably you know taking this too far. I mean, the Holy Spirit just sort of 
you know, it, it brings, it actually brings in that moderation. Yeah. Really, it tells you, mm, exactly. you are talking too much. Oh, this joke is becoming too expensive. Oh, you know, you know what I mean? It helps you to, it guides you really, you yeah. know, um, and um, we can't actually do without the Holy Spirit. You could be in those, <laughs> or, you know, I mean, you could be in those uh, fellowship gathering or, you know, in parties and wherever you are. And then you just, you just have to pay attention to him, right? Yeah. Let him tell you how to, you know, how to comport yourself because moderation or, or modesty is just about how you comport yourself, right? Yeah. How you speak with people and, you know, and the whole stuff like that. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you, Akin. Uh, Thank you. Guys you. Me powerful tips on, I mean, on how to actually be modest in today's world as Christians. If I recall effectively, uh, you know, we talked about the Holy Spirit, um, you know, helping us. Um, Akin talked about the Word of God. You also talked about allowing the love of God to lead us. I mean, these are three powerful, um, you know, um, tips that if we allow into our lives, you know, we can actually say that we are being modest. Yeah. Or we are living, you know, a modest life as Christians. When we allow the Holy Spirit to guide us, when we allow the Word of God to, you know, be our guide, and when we also allow love you know, love for our fellow brothers and sisters to yeah. be a guide, then we can actually say we are being, uh, you know, we are being guided, you know, to live a modest life. Thank you guys so much for being on thank the show you. today. Uh, thank you to thank all my listeners who have been listening to this um, conversation. I really want to appreciate you guys, right? Thank you so much, Hakeem, for making our time. Um, I appreciate you. you so much. I mean, it was on that, you know, a short notice, yet you made it. Uh, thank you so much, Ruby. Uh, okay, so for all my um, long-time listeners, I want to say thank you for always supporting the Faith Culture Podcast. I also want to just ask you to do me a favor once again, um, share this episode with someone, let them also be blessed just as you have been blessed. And if you are just stumbling on this podcast for the very first time, this is the Faith Culture Podcast. We talk about life in general, but from the lens of faith in God, uh, you know, from the lens of God's word. And that is what we've done here again today. And if you're not a Christian, you know, you don't know God. Um, it's very simple, you know, confess the Lord Jesus Christ as the Lord and personal Savior, uh, you know, receive him into your life and uh, find the Bible we live in church. Let them be, uh, you know, let them be that fellowship you need to, you know, to work with God. And if you have any question, comment, you know, to make, please, uh, you can ask in the comment section or send me an email um, to faithculture01 at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. Uh, until I come your way next time, stay blessed, guys. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you, Nina. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Bye for now. Yeah.